0: Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of MBCHS Over Coffee. And it just keeps getting better and better. Uh, Not to take anything away from any of the 12 previous amazing guests, but this is going to be a treat, because right across the table from me is Mr. Sean Coltrace. Sean, how are you doing today?
1: Very good. Very
0: good as usual, I think, for you. You're doing very good as usual? Well, Always. That's excellent.
1: No time to frown.
0: Absolutely, I think every time I ran into you, you're always doing well. And it's not to say that you're always actually doing well, because nobody, no human being, is always doing well all the time. I don't think, unless they're lying to people. But uh, you just have that attitude that you're just you're just doing well, and you bring that to work on a daily basis. Life's too short, <laughs> you know. I'm going to recall the first time I met Sean. And it's pretty easy because I started at the comp, I've mentioned this a few times, I think it was 2016, and I um, started very shortly after I came to the comp, like November. I started in September. Uh, I was covering for a leave real quick um, in September, October, and then I transitioned to the art room. I was covering for a mat leave for Ashley Rafis. And in the art room, I think that's where I ran into you for the first time, because you were uh, cleaning up the art room after schools, and we'd always obviously uh, chat for a little bit and uh, get acquainted, obviously being brand new myself to the school, uh, it was just easy to start fresh and get to know people uh, and new faces all over the place for me, and you were one of the first ones. So we had quite a few chats in that art room. Yeah. It was great, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more, and... Even rehashing some of the things we talked about, even in the art room, because I've in, in talking to you lately, I've recalled some of the stories you've you've mentioned, even from the art room way back when in 2016. This is going to be uh, this is going to be great. Let's get right to it. Uh, so, Sean, you have been uh, you are uh, one of our amazing custodians at uh, the school. We have a number of them, and uh, to say your job is essential and your job is really really tough at times uh, and hopefully not thankless at times would be I just hope it's not thankless at times I hope I've done my part at least to say thank you but uh, your job is is a tough one but it's also very essential we're very grateful for it Uh, how long have you been at NBCHS?
1: Um, I think 13 years yeah 13 years be 14 years in January
0: Okay. That's like, and so you've seen, you've seen a lot. You've seen. I've seen a lot. <laughs> you've seen a lot, uh, but b- before we get into too much of the details of your 14 years at NBCHS, uh, you uh, you're a former graduate of MBCHS as
1: well, yep. right? 1983. 1983 graduate. graduate. Yeah. Wow. Who was the principal in '83? Uh, Peter Tarnowski.
0: Okay. And yep. any any, uh, I, I don't think there's any staff that would be on staff from 83 at the school?
1: Uh, no, there isn't. But when they come sub, Diane Nickel, okay. used to be Diane, what was she, Waslinka, no, not Waslinka. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what Did her. you have her as a teacher, personally? Yeah, I okay. did. Yeah. Nice. But I see her every now and then. Yeah. She always says hi.
0: Yeah, she's fantastic. She's been in a few times for me too, and uh, well, that's excellent. Uh, 83. Excellent. Uh, and, uh, what's, so uh, out of high school then for you, what, what has been your career journey since 83, since high school?
1: Well, uh, after I graduated, I moved to Sastoon and then I started work at Country Kitchen on 22nd Street. Okay. In August of 83.
0: So like right away? Yeah. Okay. Did you, like when you graduated in 83, did you have things on your mind that you were kind of shooting for dreaming for hoping for or was it just kind of let's go and let's see where the adventure takes us kind of thing well
1: yeah I I wanted to be a hockey player but my legs were too short and I was not as fast as the others so I took up dishwashing at the (laughs) country kitchen
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's (laughs) I can relate to uh missing a few abilities for my uh big music musician dreams and athletic dreams and all that kind of stuff too uh so saskatoon right out of high school yeah country kitchen okay country and you kitchen. and you started as a dishwasher
1: i started as dishwasher and then by the time i was done there i was up to kitchen manager
0: that's crazy and how long of a time frame from starting Spoke- as a dishwasher to managing
1: uh probably two and a half years that's fast yeah and then uh after that I went I went came down to North Battleford because my cousin said that they opened a new bacon plant here and I thought I'd go try it out. So I applied and they hired me right on the spot. So I had to go back Saskatoon, say goodbye and move here. Okay? And I started working there. I think okay. it was $7.25 an hour I started.
0: <laughs> at the at the bacon plant? Yeah.
1: That was Maple Leaf, I think? That'd right? be 1987, I think. Wow. Yeah. Summer of 87.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and it was probably um, like easy to move home, essentially, move back? Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't it, that hard. Because you were living in Saskatoon and you were working in Saskatoon. Right? Yeah. Coming back. How long were you at the bacon plant for? 21 years. Okay. And what was your role while you were there?
1: Oh, I I think I did everything. I was a smokehouse operator, smokehouse assistant, uh, line feeder, I worked in the press, I worked in the pump, I uh, helped make pickle, Uh, I ran a 618, I, I did everything. Man. I worked on the cleanup crew for a while. Okay. And then I became a lead hand. So then, uh, I started doing less work for more money. Okay. <laughs> 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 it sounds sounds good. Well, that's the way it is, eh? Yeah. The higher up, the yeah. The less sweat you uh, get rid of. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that old school hierarchical, typical kind of management or yeah. whatever you want to call it. In uh, twenty-one years, like that's that's a that's, that's a long time. That's yeah, impressive. That's a long time, time yeah. Okay, so a um, couple things. Working at a bacon smoke house, yep. like that sounds pretty amazing. Like I think of like the popularity of Traeger smokers and everyone's like that's a big thing that's been on the rise for the last few years mm-hmm. and smoking meat and you just work in like this commercial level bacon
1: smoke house. Is
0: that really what it was? Like what I'm imagining right now is... Yeah,
1: we had three smoke houses. You picture a, I guess they would call them a tree and it'd have... You could probably fit 48, 48 bellies on one tree and you put about twenty eight trees in a house. And then you're <laughs> smoking it. And depending like whatever kind of bacon it was, you might have different kinds of pickle. If it's US bacon you might get smoked longer, you have different programs, eh?
0: That's crazy. That's a lot of bellies. You said yep. forty how many per per
1: forty eight bellies per tree. Per tree and 28 trees per house man so i cannot put 14 do that on critical. one side 14 on the other then you start smoking it. and
0: then three houses you said yep Three wow. houses. so there's a good multiplication problem solving how many bellies are going at one time uh and so for for the uh uneducated like myself what are you referring to when you say pickled
1: well when the, you get the bellies they're just raw eh? okay it's just they're squared up you know, and they're just raw. Okay. And you stick them through this uh, machine, and it injects pickle into it. Wow. There's a lot of pickle that goes into Like the bacon.
0: Cl- classic, like, salt brine kind of thing, or yeah. whatever it is? Okay.
1: Yeah. Wow. And depending on what kind of bellies they are, okay, or what kind of bacon you're doing, is how much pickle you're going to get, eh? Okay. The Canadian bellies are generally a lot more pickle. they just... Okay. And they just... They'll be like that thick after they wow. go through. With so it. They,
0: they're like three times, two times the size Yeah. Kind of thing?
1: The American bacon was more lean. Okay. Canadian bacon was more pickle like. Okay.
0: Yeah. Wow. And so what is what is your preference now as somebody who's... Are you Canadian or are you American style? I just like bacon, period. <laughs> <It> do not matter. <laughs> Fair enough. And so you probably came home at the end of the day smell like a bacon smokehouse yeah and like we're like dogs chasing you down the streets and you know like oh, your <laughs> wild um, animals in your front yard <laughs> somebody was <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's crazy and and was it hard not to just like desire bacon on a rate well like some hour people like
1: well i don't even feel like eating bacon after working there
0: yeah sure because yeah, it can be okay, i ate bacon. more okay
1: okay, okay. Oh, geez. When we were cooking that bacon, <laughs> you'd bring it out of the smokehouse and there'd be just little pieces dangling and oh, just grabbing. Oh, man. <laughs> that's
0: awesome.
1: It was awesome. It was awesome. Wow. That's awesome. That's the best way to eat bacon. Yeah, I bet. I don't want to buy a smokehouse so I can cook it like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was great.
0: <laughs> I loved awesome. it. Man, I that job I'm sure would be the envy of,
1: of many people. That's, it was. It was a good job there. Yeah. Looking in the smokehouse. Yeah. That's cool. Almost as good as a lead hand.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you? Did they, like, give you, as an employee, that you were allowed to take some bacon home? Oh, yeah.
1: You they... always got deals. Like, uh, you could order out of Edmonton. Okay. And they had a big order list. Like, you you could get, like, uh, it'd be, like, bologna. You know, they sure chop up bologna and then have a bunch of ham and whatever else in there. It's like a yeah. coal cut sure yeah like seven dollars wow like two pounds it was it was cheap <laughs> that's awesome but you're getting the ends and all that yeah but still it was cheap yeah. and bacon too you could get cheap yeah yeah I always awesome. had bacon at home man
0: that sounds pretty good case okay, so of 21 years um, any uh, any unique stories or memories or like a most memorable kind of story from your time at Maple Leaf for over 21 years
1: It's okay if there isn't to to put you on the spot. I'm not sure if there was any memorable. I was too tired. I was working all the time. Yeah, you (laughs) were working like
0: crazy, and uh, that's that's awesome. Well, the bacon. Well, while I was working
1: at Maple Leaf, I was working at. I was working at Venice House for twice. A year at a time, so the first time I would work. I'd work at Maple Leaf from 7 to 3.30, and then I would go work at Venice house from 5 to 1, and I did that for about a year. Then I started working at Gold Evil Casino, and I would work at Bacon Plant from 7 to 3.30, then I'd go to the casino and be a waiter from four till midnight. I did crazy. that for two and a half years. And then I went back and worked at, uh, Venice House again, when we were picketing at At Maple Leaf, Leaf. we picketed for seven months. So I was working at the Gold Eagle Casino, 9 to 4.30, and then I would go to Venice House and work there 5 till 1, and then I'd go picket on the weekends, 10 hours Saturday, 10 hours Sunday.
0: (laughs) Because, yeah, you said your mandate was 20 hours of picketing during seven months. And so you got it in, but you could work around it then, right? And yep. you took advantage of that. So um, I think, I remember even when we first talked in the art room, I knew, cause you were, and you still are doing flooring. Uh, you worked yeah, doing I worked flooring for and, a and tiling. Yeah, worked installer, yeah. Yeah, and so I remember you saying you'd be working, you know, your shift at, at NBCHS and then either that night or a different time, you'd be going to do flooring and you'd, you'd have a few jobs going. Yeah. And so I knew right away. Like you work like crazy. <laughs> like you're you're you work like a hundred hours a day.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's like you get used to it. I don't want to say that, but sure, you kind of it, find your stride. And I guess you get bored like, when you're not doing nothing. Yeah, that's enough. how I used to be. Yeah, and I still am.
0: Yeah. So you, so you had your country kitchen in Saskatoon, then you after two years you came back to Maple Leaf, and then during Maple Leaf you had. Venice House jobs, you were working at Goldie Casino at the same time, yeah. uh, and then you had a seven-month strike and you were working quite a bit during that and still getting your, your picketing hours in. Yeah. Um, and then uh, f- after 21 years at, uh, at Maple Leaf, that's when you transitioned over to NBCHS Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I, uh, I kind of knew that they were going to be pulling the plug on that because I used to talk to the truck drivers from Winnipeg and they used to say, Yeah, they got a big plant over there, that's only being half used. So they're 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 processing the pigs there, and they're getting all the bellies, and they're sending them to us in North Battleford, Mm -hmm. and then we pickle them, smoke them, slice them, and then send them back to Winnipeg. So they're losing money doing that. Yeah. So yeah, eventually they're gonna open up the other half of that big plant and. These, all these people in town will be out of job yeah and I knew that so I, I started applying sure before the end and I think it was about a year after I started work here that they ended up closing down yeah,
0: yeah. that's pretty yeah it's pretty pretty savvy on your part too to, to not be in a situation where you're well you know I'm pretty savvy <laughs> I'm <with what laughs> pretty savvy absolutely you are um, this case and then while at the comp too like we said you're doing flooring jobs And so I see you just working and working and working, like, just like, wow, Uh, the hours you put in. uh, How much sleep do you average on a night? Like, through all this time you're working, the casino, working, Venice House, working. How much sleep does Deshaun need to be at your best
1: in the morning? Well, it it was pretty lucky that when I did get a second job, it was one where I was moving around a lot. Sure. Waitering? Yeah. I waited at uh, the casino. I waited at uh, Venice House. Okay. So I was always moving. So it was, it wasn't bad. If I was just to be sitting around, oh yeah, I'd be burnt right out. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, no.
0: Oh, that's good. And uh, you, I mean, I could definitely see you fitting into those kind of customer service roles, like being a waiter. Obviously. Oh, I loved. But, it. Yeah, serving like, people. I could just see that being right in your element. Yeah, yeah, I was a good waiter. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> That's got excellent. a lot of good tips. Excellent. Do you remember your best night tip? Tip wise?
1: Does it stick out yeah. in your mind? Yeah. At the Venice House, I remember I got about a two, two hundred and twenty-five dollar tip. Man. It was uh, at Christmas time, and uh, it was the city of North Battleford uh, workers. Okay. They had a banquet, and I was oh, doing the nice. banquet. There was twelve of them. Okay. And it went on for four hours serving them, and they left me a $225 tip.
0: Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Man, tip your waiters, tip your waitresses, that's fantastic. I
1: always do now. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, after you've walked the walk, you got to talk <laughs> yeah. the talk. Yeah, right?
0: yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, how much money and tips have you made in particularly the boys' washroom at NBC just, uh, do the students leave you, like, monetary gifts behind for I don't your work? think they purposely <laughs> leave them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've run into a few bucks here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, it pays to so look. Yeah, it pays to look. And, and it, it, I hope people are grateful for the
1: work that you're doing, because uh, it's not easy I don't think they're leaving the money behind because they're trying to be grateful (laughs) they just (laughs) forgot it
0: yeah fair enough um okay what did 10 year old sean potras want to be when he grew
1: up a hockey player
0: yeah okay let's let's dive into this uh so who was who was your team growing up who did you look up to
1: when I was a kid Yep. it was the Boston Bruins okay and my favorite player was Bobby Orr, and I always wanted to be Bobby Orr. That's awesome. But as you can see, yeah, I didn't have the uh, the height or or the legs or whatever. But yeah, I'd always li- like to be Bobby Orr.
0: And and uh, obviously, the pitcher stands out in our minds of that kind of that quintessential yeah. like hockey pitcher that's burned into everybody who watches hockey night in Canada and all that kind of stuff.
1: You know. Well, you know, I'm a big Flames fan, and I always yeah. will be. Ever since nineteen eighty, when they moved there, yeah. Bob Yor is still my favorite hockey player of okay. all time.
0: That's excellent. Very no matter what player. happens. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you play quite a bit of hockey growing up, then? I sure did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so let's let's. When, when I
1: was mostly in Calgary, because uh, I was born in town.
0: Okay, we were just gonna, I was gonna ask.
1: I was born in town, and then uh, they were gonna. They said I wasn't going to make it through the night. Really? Yeah. The doctors in town, they said I had really bad asthma. Okay. And they said there's nothing we can do.
0: So this is like the first 24 hours of your life kind yeah. of thing. So my, wow. my
1: grandfather took me out of the hospital and took me to Saskatoon. Yeah. And now I'm here. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I had asthma really bad and they th- they felt it would be better if I was in a a higher climate, like uh, you know, Calgary's yeah, sure, a lot thinner air and yeah, so we lived there for eight years. Wow, that's that's crazy. No, I don't weird. even have asthma anymore. Wow, yeah, I got rid of it for some reason.
0: So basically, right from when you were born, for the first eight years, you're in Calgary. Well, that would have been a big transition um, for uh, parents and and whatnot. What what was what was family like for you growing up?
1: Well, my my dad was in. Uh, he was going to school for uh, uh, to be a carpenter. Eh? Okay. So we were living in Calgary, and he was going to school up in Fort McMurray. Okay. So I just played lots of hockey. Yeah. No okay. kidding. I love playing hockey.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's excellent. And and was is Calgary a pretty sentimental location for you still, kind of thing?
1: Oh, it always will be. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Every time I go there, I go back to where we used to live. Okay. Mind you, it's the hood now. But yeah. <laughs> still, I can still remember it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. And is that what kind of birthed that flames fan in I'm sure
1: it had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I always did like the flames. Fan the flame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'll love them more tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they take care of business. Yeah.
0: As we are recording this, it is, uh, tonight is game four. Of the Battle yeah. of Alberta uh, series here, and uh, so it's going to be it's going to be a good night. And uh, Sean's going to be glued to the TV as will I, to be honest with you, uh, yeah. to watch. And <laughs> that's excellent. Um, and so, at the age of eight, then is when you moved back to like to North Alberta? No, nope, I was.
1: Uh, I shouldn't have say that I moved there right away. Okay, we moved to Saskatoon. Okay. And then we moved to Calgary, because I think I was uh, 12 when we moved back to North Battleford. Okay. Yeah.
0: Excellent. And then uh, Dad was still continuing carpentry and things like that? Yeah. And
1: okay. He was working at a place in town here when we moved back, it was called DesignX, Okay. We used to make houses. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And siblings? Did you have siblings growing up? I got one brother and two sisters.
0: Okay. And it was uh, how was that dynamic growing up? Were you guys pretty close? Or were you get no. into trouble? Or yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> we used to. Me and my brother used to get into lots of trouble in Calgary. Okay. I remember we were cruising through these, uh, called them the 1901 Tunnel. Okay. And we found a bomb in there. Whoa. Yeah, I can remember That's that. That's crazy. Like it was yesterday. They had all the army guys. There was probably about ten vehicles from the army. Yeah. And they. They were looking at it, and wow. they said it was. It probably wouldn't have went off because okay. it wasn't active or whatever. Yeah, sure. But yeah, it was just to see them all there. They were, yeah, be, they, they thanked me for finding it. We've been impressed. I don't that. know why we found it in a tunnel. Yeah, this is Weird.
0: like a, like how big of a tunnel was
1: it? like. It what? was like under the tracks. Okay, sure. That's where we found it. Okay, wow. We we're digging around, and what's this? So you found it in the ground, like when you're yeah. digging. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I and mean, what did... Uh,
0: what did it look like?
1: like it was probably about mm, a couple feet, a couple feet long. Okay. Three like feet long. Cylinder kind of shape? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it was just... That's crazy. I never would have thought that. And then yeah, it, so many military vehicles that came to our house. And yeah, it was crazy.
0: That's, co- That's a memorable experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's a memorable experience. Okay, and so then, yeah, at the age of 12, moved back. Where did you go to school when you were back at the age of 12?
1: Um, I think I went to McKittrick. Okay. McKittrick, yeah, and then uh, after McKittrick, at the time, uh, Karen's Junior High was around.
0: Okay.
1: Do you remember where that was? I do not. You know where John Paul II is? Yeah. That used to be Karen's Junior High.
0: Okay. was at the same time as alexander and balfour yeah okay yeah
1: because after you got to grade seven yeah you had to go to karen's junior high unless you were a catholic you'd be going to st thomas college or the convent eh? okay but yeah most of the schools went to grade seven okay or no to six six yeah sure and then you go seven eight nine to uh karen's junior high and then at the time the comprehensive high school was only grade 10, 11, and 12 Okay. when I went to school there. Yeah. yeah. And the cafeteria was open all day, too.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> they knew where to find kids then. Well, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> because we could smoke in there.
0: Oh, I gotcha. In the cafeteria? Yeah.
1: Wow. Smoke and sit there all day and play Kaiser. Or you could walk by the teachers' staff room, or just stand out there and catch all the smoke. Catch all the smoke out. from the staff room? Oh yeah! Every time they'd open that door, there'd just be a big cloud of smoke.
0: Yeah, I've heard it said that was that was back in the day when smoking wasn't bad for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what is it bad? Yeah. <laughs> i never heard nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard some rumors. Uh, yeah, I've heard some rumors.
1: I've been smoking since I've been fifteen. Oh. Um, Fifty-seven. So what's that? Fifteen. 42 years. Wow. And my lungs haven't felt so good. Keeps them, it keeps them energized. Well, yeah. I can still run around that track.
0: <laughs> One mile. Were you in track when you were in school? Well, I was a good distance runner. Nice! With a cigarette yeah. hanging out of your mouth and, and doing Well, that? no. We weren't allowed <laughs> to run
1: with the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. To this day, I can still run good.
0: That's excellent. I
1: that's do awesome. my stretches every morning. Yeah, I well, mean, just
0: doing those ramps over and over again at the school, uh, especially with the cart and stuff. Like, Well, yeah. That's like, that's, it, it, that's some endurance. That's some endurance. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you... What was the population of Karen's junior high, I should say? Was it a big school or...?
1: Mm, it just like sevens, eights, and nines. Okay.
0: Was there a lot of classes? Or was it a pretty small student body kind of thing?
1: Well, it, I think there was... There was a fair number, like okay. any anybody that went to the regular public schools, schools yeah. public, yeah. They all went oh, okay. for seven, eight, and nine there.
0: Okay. I'm just less familiar with that, so that's, that's really interesting. Very cool. Um, when you, what kept you, I know you talked about hockey quite a bit, was there anything else that kept you busy as a, as a kid? Was there more school sports than just track, or was there um, other hobbies you had?
1: Probably after I was done school, it was, uh, or during school, was broomball. Okay. Because I, I stopped playing hockey and then I sure. took up broomball. Okay. And I used to, yeah. That's a pretty raucous sport. It is. Yeah. <laughs> One time I ended up uh, going into the boards. You don't have very much equipment in broomball. Yeah. You never had shoulder pads. You only had elbow pads. Yeah. And something for your... Uh, legs and then maybe some knee things sure and that was it oh man and i remember going into the boards with a they used to call them big c (laughs) took me into the boards and my bone like i went i went in like this Is your elbow okay and my bone from my arm went underneath my thing there, and we couldn't pull it out Oh, I had to go to the hospital like that. I was <laughs> going yeah. like this, eh? Hey?
0: So you go in with your elbows straight into the boards and you, you separate your shoulder, essentially.
1: Well, I dislocated it. Dislocated, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was screwed after that.
0: That must have been painful.
1: It was, and then at the time, the only thing they gave you for pain was these two twenty twos. and Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think they're as good as a bear Aspirin <laughs> 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 with the, like they got these Tylenol 1s and everything. Yeah. It, it was a 222 and that was your painkiller, okay. <laughs> but it never got rid of anything.
0: <laughs> that sounds painful.
1: Yeah, it was. And they, but I love playing ball.
0: Okay. Yeah. How long did you play ball for?
1: Uh, probably good. about four or five years. Because this was outside of school, after school? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I played in the men's league. They had a okay. men's league in town. There was probably 14 teams. Wow, yeah, that's, oh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I've heard of some other people who were into broom ball and stuff, and it's kind of like a—it's not really on the radar for sure. I feel not like anymore. But back in the day, it was yeah, a great it was, thing. Yeah,
1: everybody always looked forward to the golden broom in Saskatoon and mm-hmm. all the tournaments.
0: Oh yeah. Wow. Do you yeah, think it'll come back? Do you think broom ball come
1: back? I don't know. Who knows? It's a rough sport. Yeah, that's I, for sure. I, much. I've I've
0: heard about it, and I believe it to be yeah. honest. So very rough. That's excellent. Uh, What kind of hobbies now, like presently, are you into? I know you work still quite a bit. You're still doing flooring on top of your job at the comp.
1: Um, Any time for hobbies? My biggest hobby is college football. I love college football. Yeah. My whole life is on hold when that's on. Okay. Because I love just watching. It doesn't matter what game it is. Yeah. It's just... I like the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would that would be on my bucket list to go to, you know, like a Michigan Wolf or just like a, a place that's just the My
1: bucket list is go to go to Notre Dame Stadium okay. and watch the Fighting Irish play. Yeah. One day. That's awesome. Happen.
0: And would you chant Rudy's name regardless of whether there's a Rudy on the field. Well, I hope they chant my name for yeah. showing up there. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> all the way from North Battlefield. Yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: Are not, not, so Rudy must be a movie for you. That must be. Yeah, a, I, like, I like that Yeah, movie. I like yeah. that movie oh, a It's a great movie. Yeah, Notre Dame would be unreal. Like, that would be, that might be the one place I would go to, I think. Is yeah. that history and the tradition, tradition, yeah. Tradition. Exactly. Lots of those schools are like that. I mean, yeah, for sure. Different traditions. Very cool. Oh, that's awesome uh ends, uh i don't know if this falls into the category of hobbies, but I know that you have quite the uh quite the man cave at your place i've seen pictures on your phone uh and I know uh mike uh, human's made some contributions uh yeah. to your man cave as well it's pretty awesome. Can you tell us about the man
1: cave it's just something that had to be done <laughs> that's what you they all say yeah. <laughs> Well, every guy likes to just sit around and, you know, feel comfortable in the setting, eh? Yeah. So I just started buying, I started buying lots of Calgary Flame stuff and, you know, and my woman would start buying stuff and and it just, you know, we need to do something. Sure. So she went and bought a big C off the uh, Amazon. Okay. And then we put that up and then started painting and... That's awesome. That's so
0: your wife is fully on board with the match. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's that's even,
1: that makes it just feel like it's a shared experience. So that's, that's where Sean goes to, to
0: yeah. unwind. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Because it's, uh, and the pictures I've seen, just like awesome Calgary Flames stuff kind of everywhere. And if you were a Flames friend, you would be, you'd be... Pretty, uh, pretty envious, pretty impressed by...
1: I'm the, pretty like, envious of it and yeah. I live there <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, do you have like one piece of memorabilia that's like, this is the piece that I, I'm really proud of or whatever everyone to say
1: Yeah, I got uh, my cousin gave me his belt buckle from the 1988 89 Flames when they won the Stanley Cup wow. it's, a, it's a belt buckle and it's number 3 of 400 made
0: that's awesome. Yeah. And you'd never wear it? Never no. Wear it. No.
1: I don't think I'd ever wear a belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that, that's awesome. A- any other notable pieces? Just because I feel like Flames fans are leaning in a little bit right now. So.
1: Yeah. What do I got? No. Nothing major. I got the photo of them winning the cup. Yeah. Shooting sure. photo. Yeah. a bunch of other little things. but. Sure. Yeah, that's... That's probably the best piece right there.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Very cool. Very unique. That's excellent. Um, what does family look like for you now?
1: They look the same as when I left here <laughs> this morning.
0: That's good. I hope. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, I have a son. Okay. He's 10. He goes to McKittrick and we've got a daughter and she works at Pizza Hut. She's 19 now.
0: Okay.
1: and. My wife, well, not my wife, common-law, Pam, she works downtown at the uh, BTC. Okay, nice. And we've all been together for quite a while. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's really good. Um, Are they all Flames fans too? They're Uh, they're all leaning in tonight to the Game 4?
1: Yeah, only because they don't know any better. Okay. I think if they got to know a better team, they might change, but for now, they're Flames fans, yeah.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, let's just transition a little bit to now your role at NBCHS. So it's been going on almost fourteen years, you said. Yeah. Um, what is what is your role? I'm mean, almost scared to ask this question, but what is what does your role look like in the sense like what are some some uh, what does a day in your life kind of look like and some things that maybe people wouldn't even know about the job, but what what kind of occupies your your time?
1: What time do you start, even
0: in the morning or afternoon?
1: Well, I start at eleven thirty. Okay and then uh, I help Sherry do bathrooms she'll do the girls and I'll do the boys and then uh, by the time a little after three then I start cleaning some FIP rooms okay and then I go back and do all the bathrooms again give them final cleaning sure. after everybody's gone
0: okay yeah. nice and uh, shift is is eight-hour shifts yeah working? yeah, yeah. Very nice, and, uh, and it, it intensifies a little bit over the summer as far as like that in-depth?
1: Well, in the summer, we uh, there's no students or teachers, so we, uh, we work 10-hour shifts. Okay. So we'll work uh, 7 to 5.30, Yeah. and I usually take off uh, every Thursday. So I get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday off every weekend.
0: Okay. Nice.
1: Yeah. That's nice. Work three days relax for
0: four spend some time in the man game. yeah <laughs> we talk excellent. about
1: the Stanley Cup that yeah. we just won yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> gonna win this what, show? that's what my summer will be like
0: okay uh, is there um, and I again scared to ask this I think I know the answer to this and it's a fair answer for sure but uh, any what's, do you have like a, a crazy or unique story from your time working at NBCHS <laughs> yes. Cleaning I, the washers. I, I have lots of stories. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this.
1: But until this podcast starts at midnight, I can't tell them. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Right?
0: Yeah. This is the after hours uh, yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> when the lights are dim Yeah.
1: <laughs> you want to hear what I did today? Oh, no, no. I did not want
0: to hear. Yeah. um No, I think that's just the nature just, of the job.
1: Just, yeah, the nature of the job. You know, yeah. I'm cleaning bathrooms while, you know. Yeah. You can do the math and figure out what i got to go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally.
0: And it, and that's the thing, too. It's just this the level of gratitude um, that we have for you, I have for you, we have for you guys who are cleaning. Uh, like, cause I just, I don't know, but I feel like I, you know, I know, but I don't know everything that you guys might be experiencing. And, man, uh, I don't ever want that to be a thankless job because that is, that's, Unpleasant. It's tough.
1: Got to have a strong stomach. Got to have a strong stomach and real bad eyes. <laughs> real bad <laughs>
0: eyes. And uh, thank you for the work that you do, like sincerely, um, sincerely, because I don't go through that. You go through that, and 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 like that's a huge thank you to you and to Sherry and your team and everybody there. So thank you, like sincerely. Uh, well, we can't operate without a clean school, and that's that's the facts. So
1: yeah. Well, everybody does their own you know. yeah thank you um,
0: as a bit more uh, looking individually now for you like what would you say um, drives you as a, as a person or an individual as far as like what are some of those kind of core values that you want people to encounter when they are working with you and you're, you're working
1: with them what are some of those things that drive you on the inside for your work Ooh. Uh probably the motivation that uh, retirement's not too far away. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get it done. yeah, you fair know. enough. And I'm a team player, yeah. That's basically what keeps me going.
0: yeah and I and I, and I will even say this Sean, like it, retirement for sure is a motivator and you're not too far away. you were doing the math earlier. yeah, when I, I was got, talking
1: with you. I got about four and a half years okay until I can retire with full pension. That's,
0: that's, that's not that long. That's no, your, no. it's in sight. Yeah, uh, I, I can see it. <laughs> that's in sight. But it's not, it's not that, because I know motiva- uh, retirement's a motivator, but like you, you work hard and you don't just work hard daily at MBCHS. Then you go work hard at your other jobs that you have alongside with MBCHS. So it's like, I, I would say just from looking outside in, that that hard work is a value that you want people to experience. You're not there just to kind of hang out, walk around, you know, whatever. You're there to work hard. And you've and I've seen that since I got to the art room. You've mentioned that to me repeatedly, not not wanting to mention hard work, but just in your talking about all the other jobs you do uh, on top of the job you're doing right now. And I just, I could tell and get the vibe right away. It's just like, man, like you're somebody who works hard but you also want to lead by example in the fact that you are working hard and people can look at you as a hard worker and as an example of a hard worker and i want to come up and say that very publicly because i see that in you so
1: oh it is hard work (laughs) but you know the worst is the summer because you gotta unload all those rooms oh yeah put everything in the hallway and then after you're done Scrubbing and waxing in there, then you got to put everything back. That's the hardest part, yeah. I'd imagine, especially if the air conditioner ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I
0: couldn't imagine it'd be a slurpee run or two in the middle of that, perhaps. Oh,
1: I've, I've drank slurpees at work <laughs> in the summer, yeah. Flavor country, as you
0: should, as you should. Uh, as you should. <laughs> um, what did 18 year old Sean? What 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 does Sean know now, sorry, that 18-year-old Sean did not know? Just about life in general.
1: The value of money. Okay. I didn't have a clue back then. Yeah. I just thought I could just live like that forever. Yeah. Nope. Got to get out and work. Yeah. And, yeah, there's probably lots of things I, as an 18-year-old, I didn't know. Yeah. You know? But now I know. Yeah forget about that 18 year old (laughs) Sean it's that thing of the past
0: yeah it's not uncommon uh I mean for me growing up like money just slipped through my fingers like sand I had no idea nope I didn't know what a budget was no concept of like hey you should maybe think about (laughs) putting some money aside for this or that starting to burn (laughs) a hole in (laughs) my pocket exactly that's not uncommon at all and uh and yeah, I wish I knew what I what I know now out of necessity. Um, I wish I knew much earlier as well. Things would be a bit different uh, in that regard.
1: That's why they call it growing up. That's you know? absolutely
0: very true. Yeah, for sure. Um, any I, I know we we talk about. I mean, the purpose of the podcast is to get to know our fellow staff members just a little bit more behind the scenes and build some connection around that. And I've said it a number of times, um, obviously hearing about people's successes and being able to celebrate that with them is, is awesome and, and is a connector, but I think even more connection comes when you realize you're not alone in some of the setbacks and some of the kind of the, the, the failures and the insecurities and, and doubts and fears that come with just life and being a human being and, and, and working and whatever the nature of your work is. Um, have you ever had uh, a day or an experience where you just, you felt like, man, this, I'm uh, maybe putting this kind of in the, in the not so good category, uh, today was not a good day, or I kind of dropped the ball here, um, is there an experience like that, and how did you maybe recover from something like that?
1: Uh, it's not ringing a bell. Okay. That's excellent. I, I can't
0: think of anything. Okay. That's awesome. Because you just put your head down and you work hard. <laughs> that's, what I, yeah. that's what I think, to be honest with you. It's just like, we're just working hard and we're getting the job done. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and anybody looking for some setback stories, come talk to me because <laughs> we'll build some connection around I only look Around forward. failure.
1: Yeah. Don't even have a rear view mirror.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> you just, just rip it right off the pickup truck. Well, I'll just keep going, right?
1: Yeah yeah I mean I've been married enough to know yeah life goes on yeah right yeah and uh, the situations that maybe
0: didn't turn out as hoped or whatever it might be you keep going you wake up the next day and you one good thing that
1: happened my first marriage Mm -hmm. was July 16th 1988 do you know what that is I do not that's the same day Wayne Gretzky got married. Oh wow! That's how I can remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or he got married on my day. I don't know. Whatever way you want to look at it.
0: Sure. Yeah. He was. He was like piggybacking on you guys. I know. Yeah. Dan Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, that yeah. That makes it. That makes it easy to remember. It does. <laughs> July sixteenth.
1: Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs>
0: Okay, looking back on your time as uh, a student and working within schools as well, did you ever have any any teachers, any staff at schools that really stick out in your mind uh, as just like, just excellent, awesome, noteworthy individuals for you growing up or working at schools?
1: I think they all are. Okay. You know, it's like... uh Ask, asking me to pick my favorite Calgary Flames. Fair enough. Well, they're all good. Yeah. You know, I can't pick one over the other. And, you know, people always make an impact on me. That's, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: And you didn't... So, you uh, looking at the other side of the coin, too, any that kind of stood out as could be improved upon, perhaps? Nobody had really a, a negative in that regard? No. Yeah. That's
1: excellent. Because I'm a positive guy. Yeah, yeah. So I never look at negative things. That brings me down. Yeah. I'll get gray hairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, before we kind of get to our uh, espresso rounds, which you have not been prepared for in the least, we like to keep you on your toes for that one. Um, before we get to that, we ask my final question. I always ask because I like it that much. Um, in a hundred years from now. What do you want people to say about you at your funeral? What are you hoping they'll say?
1: Well, I wonder what I would want them to say. He was okay. He was a funny guy. And that's all I want to be remembered for. Okay. Just that. So, when I'm gone, damn, he was funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's all I want to be remembered.
0: Okay. And and funny in the sense of just adding adding some life to the to the day, adding some life to the environment. Yeah, know? I don't want to
1: ever bring anybody down. Yeah. It's life's too short. Yeah. You know. I wanna live long, but I wanna be productive and you know, make people laugh. Yeah. That's all I'm here for. That's awesome. So
0: adding that adding that value adding that, that to the day uh, for people I think that that's something that I've experienced with you daily pretty much <laughs> even oh, yeah. in the little interactions we have just walking passing, crossing paths in the hallway or whatever it might be
1: would probably say damn that guy's funny yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah it's cross. it's crossed my mind <laughs> um, I want to even add to that to Sean just with um but as I mentioned earlier, just like you really are an example of, of hard work, um, not just at the comp, but just in conversation with you, like I mentioned, and um, the, the hard work that you put into this job, multiple jobs that you carry at the same time, being that example um, and, and wanting to be that example for hard work. I I have no doubt that that trickles down to your kids uh, it has positively impacted your your family and um, and your sense of humor like you mentioned and wanting to kind of brighten the day or brighten the environment for for people who are you know we're all in it together kind of thing and day by day and and that's uh, some of the things that I want to just say and affirm for you and just appreciate about you and uh, it's 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 awesome having you in our school and in the really tough role that you're in um, to have somebody who's willing to have a sense of humor and all that stuff is just it, it makes it uh, just a great place to be and, and just a good it's just a good environment to be around so I want to thank you for that
1: and I want to thank you for having me on your podcast hopefully this the word will get out and then you know maybe one day I'll be in Joe Rogan's podcast absolutely
0: for sure, or uh, maybe play-by-play play with the Flames or something like that, or hey, interviewing. Stop it! <laughs> stop it! <laughs> some some player interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. hopefully, you never know. Yeah, I am, our podcast may be a springboard to Joe Rogan at some point. It uh, could be. This is the this is the springboard.
1: This ain't my first rodeo, you know. <laughs> I was on TV before. That's right, you were. Okay,
0: you got to tell us about your TV appearance before we get to the espresso round.
1: It was 1982, CTV Saskatoon came to North Battleford to do a do a, a thing on uh, arcades. Nice. And they were like, uh, you know, a lot of kids are skipping school and going hanging out in these arcades. Well, I'm sitting in the arcade and they're <laughs> videotaping me eh, and I'm looking up.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> Was this during class time? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and yeah, I was on there twice. Man. Yeah. So they
0: knew where you were. Yeah. The teachers are all just puffing away in their cigarettes, watching the TV, wondering where Sean is.
1: Actually, somebody sent that to me on my Facebook about a month ago, two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at, oh, geez, look at me. I'm so young.
0: Oh, man, that's excellent. I <laughs> even had hair. <laughs> Okay, and, and uh, speaking of hair, because you, you didn't say the TV <coughs> appearance that I thought you were going to say. There's a certain Calgary Flames game oh, yeah, where you yeah, had yeah. hair
1: and you were on TV. What was that? Oh yeah, my uh, cousin got us tickets to go see the Calgary Flames mm-hmm. and Colorado was playing in Calgary and it happened to be the Saturday night game that was on CBC. So I, I had videotaped the game and I was on there three times.
0: Nice. Behind we were right the bench. behind
1: the uh, Colorado bench. There was Joe Sakuk. Oh yeah.
0: Oh man, Joe Sakuk and, and Sean. Just yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It was amazing.
0: That's awesome. And you had a, you you mentioned to me earlier you had a, like a Rastafarian yeah hair on. We had
1: different <laughs> uh, different hairdos. Sure. Yeah, It was just let's dress up and go to the game because we're probably going to be on TV. That's awesome. Especially those hockey night in Canada on Saturday, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's excellent. Very cool. Well, what's excellent is Calgary won that game.
0: Oh man! Yeah.
1: That's uh, oh, memories.
0: Maybe you threw Joe Sakic off his game a little bit. Uh, well, I hope so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wasn't there to make him feel welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, espresso round. So just give me. Uh, There'll be ten quick questions for you. Uh, they're they're pretty safe, I think. Pretty tame. Uh, and just give me the first honest answer that comes comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Favorite day of the week? Friday. If you could travel back in time, what time period would you
1: go to? Uh, 1964. Okay. How come? Because that's when I was born. Oh, fair enough. I'd go to listen to some music. (laughs) Nice. Because when I was born, the number one song was, I Want to Hold Your Hand by The Beatles.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's, That's awesome. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, favorite location in Canada? Can't say the battlefields Calgary. Totally fair. Uh, most sentimental eating location?
1: Mm, probably uh, what's the name of that place? John's Prime Rib in Saskatoon. It's not there anymore.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, last band you saw live?
1: That was uh, oh, sweet. Um, there was about four or five bands at the Besborough. Okay, Sweet was one of them, and oh, that was Doctor Hook. Uh, mm. There was a couple others. Okay, can't remember, but yeah, that was the last one.
0: Okay, because you are a man who has many band T-shirts he, that we see. I've been known to yeah. We see them daily. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, uh, who was your role model growing up? I might know the answer to this already. Uh, Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. He's a guy. Uh, okay, if you could have two tickets to any sporting event, past, present, or future, what two tickets would you get?
1: I would get a ticket, two tickets to uh, go see the Fighting Irish at Notre Dame at Notre Dame Stadium. So good, man. Yeah. <laughs> so good.
0: Uh, And the natural next question is who would you take with you?
1: Uh, I I guess I would take my woman.
0: I'd have to. That sounds good.
1: She'd like it, I'm sure. (laughs) Number one item on your bucket list. Uh, What would be on my bucket list to buy? Uh, Just just number one,
0: anything. Could be a trip, could be a purchase, could be a...
1: Actually, my bucket list would consist of Key West. Mm. I want to go down to that... uh, Mallory, whatever, Park, or whatever, and okay. go to the southernmost point in the States. Okay. It's beautiful there. Very cool. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Uh, if you could meet
0: one person uh, who's living now or has passed away previously, who would you want to meet?
1: I would have to say Al Capone.
0: Hmm. In Musha, in the tunnels.
1: Just wherever he is. Wherever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought, but that guy can make that kind of money in one year. Yeah. I want to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) See what
0: kind of business sense Al Capone (laughs) has for making money. I'm
1: always fascinated with Mafioso. eh? Okay. Like uh, all the different godfathers. Sure. I just loved them all. Okay. But I think I'd pick him. Okay.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, And the last question we typically have is, who would you like to see as a guest on this podcast? Just anybody?
1: From our staff. Anybody oh. from our staff? Mm, who would like to come in? Who has been on here? I don't oh, know. Oh,
0: man. We've had lots. I'm scared to name yeah. them off. Um, you know what? You name them, and then I'll let you know if they've been on, because I'm going to forget a couple. Already.
1: I think Mike Humane should come in here.
0: Okay. He was episode three. Was he? Yes. It was Very great. Cool. So uh, great. Who
1: else? Uh, Steven Newfeld
0: yes he would be good he hasn't been on yet there you go he'd be fantastic get him in here i already know a couple of stories i'd love for him to share so okay that sounds great thank you so much sean for coming on this has been don't awesome don't mention it appreciate it
1: let joe know rogan know
0: i will and thank um, you for uh blessing hip school. to tour <laughs> sounds <laughs> good thanks for blessing your school on a daily basis with uh, on, uh and most of the time pretty unpleasant job so thank you very much uh from
1: the <laughs> i of my think heart. no matter what hits me when i get back to the school I'm just going to do it with a smile on my face. Absolutely, <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: It's time to thank the amazing people who make NBCHS Over Coffee Podcast possible. Producing, recording, technology, my friend Ryan Kabelski, the man. Podcast cover art, Miss Elizabeth Millard. Staff photographs, Mr. Mark Kachorik And intro music, Madison Hemmerling. Catch him on Apple Music with his band, The Gladstone.
1: Well, whenever you're ready, Jeremy, we can begin. Rock and roll just like this. Booyah.